You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. So it's a day late, I know, but the eclipse energy was just hitting me really hard in the past week. And instead of forcing, I just did what I had to do for clients and other things and then thought, you know what, if I meant to do an episode, it will come together because I also just didn't have anything coming to me that was like enough for an episode. I had little tidbits and I was like, I'm not going to share every thought I've had for the last two weeks. So we'll see what happens. But of course, as it happens every time. Spirit started showing me how there were some connections between a few different things that were coming up. The other thing that happened was there's something I told you guys I was going to share this week, but it hasn't quite concluded itself yet. There's still a bit of resolution to happen probably this week, and then I will share it probably on next week's episode. I'm also not editing much this week because I'm tired, so you may hear some background noise because I actually have a window open, but we're just going to go with it. So as you might have seen in the title, I had a bunch of things coming to me that were related to the color yellow and like this golden energy. And it kind of made sense to me because a lot of themes that were coming up for the eclipse for me, even though there are themes around, you know, the heart chakra and some Taurus energy, you know, very grounded in the root chakra as well. What kept coming up as a main theme was the solar plexus and balancing like our emotional reactions to things, finding the confidence to do things that we need to do to put up boundaries. There's just this like power energy around it. And the more I started thinking back to the you know, animals and things that were coming to me, I was like, oh, you know what? This totally makes sense that these were all little hints of the energies I needed for this eclipse season. And so I thought, you know what? It's a day late. I'm recording this on Tuesday on the full moon eclipse day, but I was like, this makes sense. And maybe this will help you make sense of some things that are coming up for you. And maybe they'll give you something to tap into because obviously with animals, plants, any of these things that I talk about, you can tune into their energy to really benefit from what wisdom and experience they have to share. So I had to number them because there were a bunch. I'm just going to go through them because I don't want to make this like a super long episode. But the first one is lemons. Now, this is something that came up, I want to say, like, maybe around a month ago, a few weeks ago, anyways. Again, as I always say, time is an illusion. I don't know what's happening. But it was really interesting because this came up in a session that I signed up for. 
and it was with Mary Treen, and she did a uh, workshop on slowing down and tuning into the body again. And it's funny because I don't often make time for a lot of in-person workshops just because I have so much going on all the time. But this is one that like from the moment she posted it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do everything I can to do this one live. And I just was very sure that it's what I needed. And it was a beautiful workshop. A few of us were there live. And one of the exercises that she walked us through was trying to experience lemons with all of our senses in like a meditation. When we came out of the meditation, Everyone was like, oh, I could taste it, the sourness. And I was saying, you know, it's funny. I could see it. I could like imagine it. I could imagine myself cutting the lemon, like all of the tangible parts of it I could picture, but I couldn't like taste or smell it. And I was like, it's been so long since I've had a lemon. And so they were all like, it sounds like you need a lemon. And I was like, I think I do. And then I kind of forgot about it because usually when I go to the grocery store or when I like order groceries, it's like the same stuff over and over again. I go into like autopilot. But today, actually, (laughs) I was walking back from dropping off a library book. It was a sunny day and it's super overdue as usual. I feel like they cringe every time I pick up a book, but I was on my way back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop at Shoppers, which is like our drugstore here. And they have a little tiny grocery section in the one I go to. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't even going to go to the grocery thing. This is what always happens. I go in for like one thing and I end up getting a million things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up a few food things while I'm here. And then I don't know what, well, I do know, like Spear was guiding me because I was just walking around and I had been looking up stuff for this episode starting a little bit last night. And I had remembered that lemons came to mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if they have lemons. I usually do self-check out there. And somebody asked me a question when I was like in the middle of doing it because they were on the one next to me and they were asking me how to scan their like points card. And then I like went back and like bagged my stuff up and I walked out and I realized when I was halfway home that I had essentially stolen the lemons because I was looking at my receipt to see if I got any bonus points. And I was like, I did not pay for those lemons. So apparently the universe gifted me lemons today. When I looked up lemon, it talks a lot about how lemons represent abundance and vitality and cleansing and cleaning. And that's the main energies that I saw everywhere when I was going through. And this really felt good for like eclipse season because I think it's this energy of like death and rebirth. And so the cleansing is like that death part. And then the rebirth is that like bright, vitality energy and the fact that these are also evergreen trees like they produce fruit like all year round which is not common obviously for most things I thought was really interesting because I live in Canada and we don't have lemon trees here naturally anyways and I was thinking about how we this time of year start looking at our evergreen trees because all of the other deciduous trees lose their leaves. And so all we really have left are the evergreen trees. And the fact that in a hotter climate, this is like kind of an equivalent thing where it's this evergreen tree. I'd never thought of a lemon tree in that way or a fruiting tree. And so that kind of felt really nice in 
going into, you know, late fall and winter here where we start looking at these themes of like what lasts through the winter and is still available to us and still around. And so that was also something I really felt made sense with this eclipse. And just in general, adding that brightness to my life, you know, shaking things up a little bit, getting out of my routine, apparently just throwing caution to the wind and stealing lemons. I don't know. It was it was just such a funny thing that like of all things, like that was what I ended up stealing. I also wanted to mention, I was going to leave this until the end of the episode, but because I can see it right now, I'm going to change up my own order. And the other piece to this that kind of ties in with this death and rebirth, there's more you'll hear. But the specific thing is how every day before the sun completely sets, there's golden hour when everything, when the sun is like almost gone and it's just this deep, rich, golden color. And I am really lucky because the sunset is visible from my window. And so the sun is coming into my apartment pretty directly at the time that the sun sets. And so right now I can see it on my wall. And there's, to me, there's just this energy about it that's like so warm and beautiful and it makes you see things differently. Everything looks nicer in that light. You know, when you have a photographer, they often want like either early morning light or this evening light for that like softness because it's not harsh. It's not directly above you causing shadows. But also for me every day, you probably know if you follow me on Instagram, I post a lot of sunset photos because there's just something so magical about this like small window of time when the sky looks a certain way. And the same thing with this golden hour. And I think in this sense with like the eclipse, it is this short little window, right? It's this like certain angle where the sun and the moon are in this particular um, angle with each other. Like they're in this arrangement and there is magic that can happen in that time, right? So they talk about how miracles can happen and you can get like launched forward into another reality. And then it ties back into death and rebirth because at the end of the day, the sun goes down. That's like a death of the day and then it rises again. So I just wanted to tie that in with this talk because we're talking about this like evergreen and lasting through the season versus the death and rebirth of all of the other trees and things. Anyways, that was the first thing. And then the second thing, this came up a lot and it was one of the ones where I would normally have done an episode, like done a deep dive and done an episode on it when it first started coming up. But the cheetah has been coming up nonstop for like three weeks, I want to say, maybe longer, but I feel like it's been about three weeks. And it was in, uh, there's this card in the deck that I've been using to get to know it. It's the Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron reed And the co-create card is number 40, I believe, and it has a cheetah on it. And what was really interesting to me is, A, it's a four, and I've also been getting a lot of cards around building, foundations, all of those energies which makes sense because in in an eclipse, you're kind of like crumbling everything down and then rebuilding. It's kind of a tower moment. Obviously, like I said before, I said it in our um, cosmic energy forecast, and when I both said, it doesn't mean your whole life's going to fall apart. It just means something probably in your life, whether it's a relationship or a habit or something needs to change. Some of us have bigger changes. Some people don't. 
So if you're not like experiencing that, that's totally fine. But this card is actually the co-create card. And this really has been resonating because as we see, even with these examples, often when I put it out to spirit, like, what should I do? Either what happens is I, from doing my own inner work and reflection, end up coming to a new realization or being able to make a decision. And as I do that, things kind of fall into place. Spirit crumbs come through, you know, I get opportunities and that card, it was just interesting to me that there was a cheetah on it as well. And then when I saw that on that card, I also looked up the cheetah card in the animal spirit deck, um, the Kim Kranz one that I use a lot. It's a solar card. It's a fire card. And it talks about how it's like this pure solar energy. It's action oriented. It's all around achievement, but and that like a masculine energy, but it also talks about how specifically the meaning of this card is that the sun shines from within. So you're not only like pulling in sun energy, it inherently has this sun energy and this radiates out and that's what attracts people to want to be in your presence or bring up opportunities to you. And what fuels the cheetah to move forward. Obviously, the cheetah is also known for its speed, but this card talks about your purpose and passion being what fuels that momentum. And so if you're not feeling that right now, then to reconnect to your purpose, and then that is what will propel you forward. And I was at the stage where I was, I had a bunch, I'm still working on it. It's the same situation that I'm going to talk about next week, but it's like decisions I have to make around my purpose and what I want to do and a lot of these themes. And around the same time as this, I also actually I think it was, no, it is, I have my book open. It's the same day. I also pulled the why card, which is making a choice and finding out the reasons behind it. Like your, are your motives true? Like are the things you say, the reasons you say you want to do something, are those the real reasons or are those the reasons that you've like rehearsed in order to tell people so that it will be justified to them. That's kind of the energy I get from that card. And then once you become clear, though, that's the magnet for miracles. And this is that similar energy, right? That eclipse energy where it's like once you are clear on something, then the universe will make that path happen. So that was a really cool energy. And then by the time that came around, I was like, it's interesting because then I kept thinking of the color yellow and I hadn't remembered the lemons at this point. I just was like, why do I keep thinking of yellow? And obviously I made the connection to the solar plexus. And then with seeing this, it was like, yes, this is solar plexus energy. But I was like, why is just yellow sticking out so much? And in my numerology deck, it's also like yellow is very much around creativity. And this is like Again, as usual, I was like trying to do more artwork. So that kind of was part of that co-creation energy too, like creativity, art, inspiration. And I started slowly pulling out my art stuff again at this point. And I actually made another print. But this like nature inspiration started making me think of Taurus season as well, because our eclipse is in Taurus. We're in this Taurus-Scorpio axis. Um art and nature and all of that was really coming in. And then I realized the reason that was also happening is that I needed to be like grounding myself and like working on boundaries 
You guys all heard the story of me spilling my copy and then cleaning my entire living room and totally reorganizing everything. And that's kind of the energy that I'm getting around this like motivation too. It's like this bursts, these bursts of energy in order to finally make a decision or finally do that thing that you've been holding off on. And then when I looked up cheetahs yesterday and a little bit today, when I was just kind of like seeing what the other themes were. Um, so there's this site called whatismyspiritanimal.com, which I don't love using the term spirit animal because it has like, you know, cultural um, significance that I'm not connected to. So I try not to use it, but that's what the website is. And I found it really interesting because it talks about how Cheetahs are very fast and they have these surges of energy, but that like they're not reckless with their energy. They will sit and rest for most of the time. They're planning, they're seeing where their prey is, they're staying low to the ground, they're resting. And then they will just use like full force, use this energy to get what they need. And then they go back to recharge mode. And that makes so much sense because it kind of gives you this permission to say that you don't have to be slow moving and you don't have to be super fast all the time. You can have this push and pull and finding, to me, it feels like finding the balance between like how much of the forward movement do you want to have and how much of the resting do you need and finding your own balance with that. So that was a really interesting point that came up in this, but they also talk a lot about how what I was just saying, like it's it's a lot around making a decision that you've been waiting around on. Like if she when she is coming up for you, it's usually because you need to make a decision. And yes, that is a hundred percent why it's coming up for me. I need to make a change. But it also is about like how are you using your energy, and are you overusing it? Like I was saying, if you are you out of balance and how you're using it, and so being grounded and putting up boundaries is a big piece of that. Now, one thing I will say of like in this whole situation, something that came up was I realized that, as you guys know, I've been taking Thursdays as my day off from my work stuff. But what has happened is that my brain being so Capricorn, so workaholic, turned that into, okay, Thursday's the one day that I won't work now. So instead of thinking like, oh, I would have the weekend and Thursdays, right? And like, okay, that's good. I have four days a week that I'm working. No, my brain just went, okay, you have one day off. And so my brain has just naturally been like stretching out my stuff. So then I'm working kind of all the time and just not as focused as I would like to be. And it's really an ADHD thing. I think when I don't have like strict boundaries on my time, everything just spills out and I'm either like, not doing anything or I'm doing all the things. There's really like no in between. So that was a decision that I made partly around this last few days with this energy was that like that is a boundary I can put in place that is mostly for me. But by communicating it out loud, as soon as I tell other people that this is like a boundary I'm putting in place for myself, then I'm more likely to uphold it. If I tell myself that, it's useless. That's why I had to actually tell um, Danielle Scottish medium who I work for, I had to tell her when the Thursday was my boundary because when it was just in my head, I wasn't sticking to it and I wasn't doing anything about it. But as soon as I tell other people about it, then they also hold me accountable. Like they'll be like, oh, it's Thursday. I'm, I'm not going to send this to you or whatever. So yeah, that was something that came out of this. And then 
Another thing I really liked around this website's discussion of cheetah energy was how it also can be like finding a softer way to speak your ideas. And this reminded me of the throat chakra card from the angel cards they use for Card Pull Friday because not this past week, but the week before, there was the throat chakra one, which is lovingly speak your truth. So it has similar energy. And it talks about how cheetahs, like, this energy doesn't love loud noises or shouting. And it's 100% me. Like, I don't like loud sudden noises. I don't like anything that's unnecessary noise. Um, And this kind of speaks to that, like, being low-key most of the time. And then just using the energy when you need to, right? No excessive use of energy. But the the last piece... um, in terms of like what was really resonating was just as an overall theme, what came up was confident action. So when you're needing to like be confident in your decision and really just put all your energy into something when you're ready to make that leap, that's the time to really like call on cheetah energy because you can rest afterwards. But if you really need help to like push yourself to do that, um, that's a great time to call on cheetah energy. It talks a lot in these on, on the website about also like different cultures and the meanings, but I won't get into that too much because that, like I said, would have been like a deep dive if I just talked about cheetahs. I would have done that. But there was one specific one that really resonated with this eclipse energy specifically because in the Egyptian explanation of what this cheetah energy is, it relates to Maftet, which is a cat-headed goddess who like will turn into a cheetah to like avenge wrongdoings. But the themes that they talk about in relation to Maftet are death and rebirth, hello, eclipse, Scorpio season, and then fair treatment and wise decision-making. And so this decision-making is still like attached here. And this is like part of probably where that comes from of like not just sitting on things for too long. Um, and that made a lot of sense. And the tie-in, this is kind of like a bridge into the next section, but it comes back to that like golden hour thing, which by now, now already it's, I can barely see it. It's very faint. It's getting a little dark in here and it's only 5 p.m. here right now. But it's also making me think of, we turned the clocks back last last weekend and already now like i'm finding that i'm valuing the sunlight more and realizing that there is like an expiration date like if i want to do something and it requires day daylight i have to plan my day around it and like otherwise i'm gonna have to wait for like the next cycle right and i think with this eclipse energy there is like this urgency and it's not a time to be like manifesting and moving and all that but It does have this way of fast forwarding us, right? It's not that we necessarily have to take a lot of action, but it's the decision making part of like coming to realizations and having breakthroughs and doing sometimes like the mental work first before we actually move forward. There's just something about like, actually, now that I'm talking, it makes sense to like what I was saying before, where like when I have all of my time open, then I don't value it as much, right? Like I don't get as much done. I'm not productive and like I would be, want to be. Um, and again, trying to move away from being productive all the time, but just saying like I could 
work a lot less if I focused more, if I knew what I was going to do at the time. And so this speaks to like the preciousness of like the daylight hours right now, where if we want to do things when we're out in the world and front facing and, you know, we want to do it in the daylight, that we have to actually do it earlier in the day and actually make the decision. And for me, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but like one of my biggest fears is stagnation. And that's kind of the point I was getting to before this whole situation popped up here in eclipse season. So that really, you know, just kind of sunk in this week. Now, the last couple of days that we've had less sunlight, I've realized because there's certain things I want to do where like in my artwork, it's easier to work, obviously, in natural light to be able to see what things look like. And so at night, there's only so much of the process that I can do. And so that's now stinking in my head, like, okay, I need to actually make use of my daylight hours more. The next, and as lead, the productivity conversation moves into the next section, whereas bees have been coming up a lot. And again, it's another yellow thing. And that was the point where, like, I started thinking, okay, there's got to be some connections here. And as you've heard, all of this has to do with the sun, right? Like lemons, they're in warm, you know, sunny climate cheetahs it's a solar energy as we talked about with the um spirit animal deck and also just in general they're on savannas in hot climates so that makes sense and then bees they also you know rely on sunlight and the summer and these are little creatures that are known for their productivity, right? Like busy as a bee. We say that as a phrase. And the flip side of it is burnout. And so in this spirit animal deck, this card talks about how bees are also very creative, like bee people, people represented by this are creative. They're artists at heart. They add details. They work as a team. And that's a really beautiful energy. It feels like generators and human design as well, which I am one. But what it talks about is they also are aware of the subtleties and, you know, their little feeties and their furs and stuff. Like all of these parts of the bee have their own purpose for helping them navigate around and to be aware of their surroundings. And then when it talks about energy it's like they're joyful and happy until they're tired out right until they hit burnout and that's definitely how I am I can be working away no problem but as soon as I hit that burnout then I just am like okay I don't know what to do I don't want to do anything and that's kind of you know where the last few weeks have come in but the (laughs) the thing that it suggests for this is like a mini vacation and part of why when I, I read this today this the particular description and what really resonated with me is that I realized just now that I never even finished my sentence this happens with ADHD I can make as many notes as I want but they're useless <laughs> the whole point of me saying that having the one day wasn't working for me is that I said that now I, I clarified which days I was going to work which is mo- like Monday Wednesday Friday there will be things like like any time that you're doing this kind of work like it it fluctuates so there there will be a meeting here and there on like a thursday or a tuesday but for the most part the days i'll be totally focused are monday wednesday friday so 
with this B energy, like this tunes into this energy that I was already feeling where it'll feel more like it, a mini vacation. Because on Thursdays, sometimes I'm just dead and I'm just sitting and scrolling and watching TV and that's what I need, right? But now if I have two days a week that I'm doing that and hopefully the weekends to some extent as well, um, I'll actually start to get to the other side of the burnout where I'm feeling excited to do things, right? I haven't had enough of the recharge to be able to have like the stored up energy to have those creative bursts when I have the time. And I had to like, that's something I've really realized over this eclipse season is that, yes, I've given myself time here and there, but it's in little bits. And I think I've talked about this before too, but when I was working full time for Le Chateau and traveling, I had a region and at one point I had like nine stores. I think I had 12 stores at one point, but there was a significant period of time where I had four really big, like major stores for the company, including a couple of flagships. And my review that year, the only suggestion that my bosses gave me was to take a full week off. They were like, you have to stop taking just one day here and there, which was usually for appointments or like projects I had to get done at home. Um, they were like, you need to take a solid week off or you're going to like lose it. Right. So that's kind of this energy with the bees where it's like you can work and work and work. But like once you hit that burnout, it does take a long time to recover. And I've learned that multiple times. That's one of the energies that I think I'm kind of working through on this eclipse. It's a pattern that I'm breaking where I'm not going to let myself get completely too burnout. I'm going to listen to how much my body is wanting to sleep and rest now and think, okay, obviously that means I'm recovering from something. What is it I'm doing that's causing this exhaustion to set in? So you may see patterns in yourself where either you're mentally tired or physically tired and finding where those energy leaks are. Energy leaks has been coming up a lot in like conversations and stuff too. And I think this is part of it is like looking at where you feel really good using your energy like the b energy is great too like sometimes you can just be so happy you're doing work that you love you could do it forever and that's a good energy but like where is it where you're struggling and for me i know resistance is my my key where like what work do i avoid or like spread out <laughs> and like which is why things end up taking me forever to do right it's like what am i avoiding and why and like what part of it do i want do I not want to do right figuring that stuff out I actually just had to pause and go turn on a light <laughs> it's already that dark here this is the part of a daylight saving sign that like takes the most getting used to for me is like this like 5 p.m darkness I actually am fine I am very lucky I don't get impacted as much with like the seasonal affective disorder as other people that I know so this B energy, the main themes that came up. So that card was just what well, I already know that card so well that I was like, OK, that's what I'm feeling around the B energy. But um, the themes that come up in a lot of like the online sources, which, again, we'll go back to that. What is my spirit That's where I find most of it. But I do compare it to other ones. And prosperity and generosity are also themes that come up. And because prosperity came up with the lemon you know like with the abundance and that just feels like a Taurus theme as well right because we're the full moon isn't Taurus today so I was like that makes sense as well 
And service to others, right? That's a big thing with B energy because they're serving for the community. And I'm not going to get into too much detail on this because I want to talk about the whole situation next week. But that has been a really big focus for me. We know I did an episode on um, finding community and friendship as an adult. And I've just realized that that is a theme that's just not going away for me. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the eclipse for me is going across my fifth and 11th house. So the 11th house is community. It's the Aquarius house. And the fifth house is Leo which is a sun energy, right? Like It's still coming up with this yellow energy to me. And that's around like play and romance and fun and like self-expression. So this prosperity though, um, linked to community is like, I like to have, I feel like I just need more exchange of energy in different ways, like resources and things like that. So that was really resonating a lot. And I think the concept of pollinating as well, whether that's like new ideas or networking, there's so many meanings with bees that it's like I had to, again, could have done a whole episode. But they also obviously have a connection to the sun and to light. Something interesting that I, I think I've heard before, but I never thought of that came up was the fact that scientifically, bees should not be able to fly because of the way that they are built. The fact that that happens even though they shouldn't be able to speaks to miracles and moving past limitations and not even realizing you have limitations right like just if an idea comes to you and you feel passionate about it don't sit too long and talk yourself out of it that goes back to the cheetah energy right like if these themes are coming up for you or these are resonating with you it probably means that you're meant to take action when you feel inspired and that's where that whole phrase like inspired action comes from you act while the energy is there supporting you but this is what eclipses do is when we don't do it for ourselves the universe will do it for you right and so like you can call it a miracle you can call it a tower moment it depends on what stage you're at right like if you're totally having to crumble everything and that, like a tower moment from tarot that's one thing but Sometimes you just have amazing opportunities come to you and that's where it's more of like a miracle, right? But either way, this moving past limitations, if we let ourselves think about all the reasons we shouldn't be able to do something, then we probably won't be able to do it. So that energy really also resonates with the eclipse. I also wanted to note that while I was writing out my notes today to get prepared, um, I was reading about making the most of the resources that you have as like, that's another thing, like ease being builders and going back to that idea of foundations, making the most of your resources, knowing who's in your network, knowing who can help you, that you don't have to do things alone. That's a thing that I'm slowly learning, but receiving is something that I'm working on with this eclipse. And that also is a Taurus energy, right? Like we're receiving abundance and allowing yourself to have moments of pleasure and enjoying yourself. So that really tied in with that. And then I just wanted to note too, if you're really interested in this kind of theme of like what's coming up with like the purple and the yellow, I did an episode in a spring, I want to say, spring or summer, about 
the colors purple and yellow and how the reason there's so many of those flowers, especially in the spring, those flowers that are yellow and purple, it's because that's what bees are able to see the, the most easily. And so it was also interesting that I'm talking about yellow again and bees because it's going back to like kind of similar themes to, to what I was talking about at that time. And I don't want to make this episode any longer than it already is because I said it wasn't going to be long and we're already past what I thought I was going to do for the whole episode. But another thing that came up with yellow was I just randomly opened up the book for my Celtic Tree Oracle deck that I don't have the deck out anymore, but I keep the book there. And I opened up to a page that was the furs and it's O-H-N. I'm not sure how they pronounce that, but it's a shrub that has yellow flowers. And so I was like, okay, are you kidding me? Of course it's yellow. But what I really liked about this is there's a connection to bees as well, because it talks about how these yellow flowers have like this like really warm honey scent to them, to the nectar, and it attracts bees. And one of the themes from the card or the, I guess, of the actual shrub is gathering like sweetness and value. So having things that you enjoy and things that are valuable together. And it's this like alchemy of pulling together all of the things that you need. It even gives the example of like a magpie, like collecting its little like shiny things. And I think that really resonated with the energy from the bees talking about finding out what your resources are. So this could be a message if you're trying to do something and you're hitting a lot of walls where you're not sure what to do next. It might mean that you need to just connect more and like really look at who you know who could help you and allowing other people to help you out. I'm looking right now as I'm saying that at one of the cards I pulled for myself today. It's from the Wisdom of the Oracle um, deck again from Colette Baron reed And it's number 34 and it's called A Leg Up. And it's very much about allowing yourself to be interdependent with people and to receive help. And this, I think, is also just in general another message for us with this um eclipse energy is that you might have people coming into your life who can offer support and if in the past you're like me and you're more likely to be like i don't need any help i'm going to do this by myself this is maybe the pattern that you're breaking this time is when somebody says hey can i help you with that even if it's your kids offering to help you at dinner or like your partner offering to give you a night off instead of kind of doing the martyr thing and being like no no it's fine i don't need the time be like, hell yeah, and just like take it, right? <laughs> so I think that was one of the messages from this. But this tied back yet again to the lemon tree at the beginning, beautiful little circle here, which is the fact that this shrub has these yellow flowers in the spring into the early summer. There's always some sort of bloom all year round and so it may not look the same but there's always stuff happening and so i think this goes back to that idea of the evergreen where even in times of like death and rebirth it's not like everything in your life stops all at once usually for some people maybe but for the most part it's one part of your life right that's maybe on hold but there's still other things happening you know our lives are so multifaceted so even if one area of your life is not going to plan or if you're waiting for one thing in your life it doesn't mean you can't put your attention and your energy somewhere else where it's thriving and really fully enjoy that 
I feel like we always look to the areas that need to be fixed, but we don't look a lot at the places that are going well because we're so used to like putting out fires and expecting the bad things to happen. And like, it's just easier. It's in human nature, right? To like focus on the negativity. It takes effort to train yourself to look at the positive. But I found that really beautiful. The fact that there's always some sort of bloom happening. And the part that I starred that kind of was interesting in this eclipse energy, because the last thing I'm going to talk about is just one quick thing, but um, the, the these shrubs grow far away from other trees so that they can get the sunlight. And I think this is kind of going to a theme that I forgot to talk about actually in the cheetah, which is that, yes, there's times when like they're very solitary, like the females tend to be very solitary and kind of are in their own energy but the males like get together in a pack and then hunt right both things are equally valuable it helps with the survival of the whole community right but like you have to know when you show time to like recharge and be on your own and allow yourself to be seen too right allow yourself to be in the sun allow yourself to really take in all of the beautiful things that are happening so that you don't get too lumped in with what's going on with everyone else, right? Because then if you're a shrub in a forest, you're being the sunlight, you're only getting whatever sunlight the trees above you allow you to get, right? And so like that seemed really significant to me, even though it's just like one line in the description. To me, that was really significant because I did a lot of reading and research on forests when I was in school, but that's something that was always interesting to me is how some plants have adapted to being in the shade, right? They're, they grow and like their, their health, like their well-being now has, has gone through evolution and they don't need the sunlight as directly, right? But I think as humans, we put ourselves in that position. Like we have feet and we can walk, right? Plants don't have a choice. That's why they evolved to be able to um, process their the sunlight differently. But we as humans, we have a choice to take ourselves out of the shadow, out of the shade, right? We can put ourselves in the sun once in a while. And we maybe don't want to get burned. We don't want to be stay out there by ourselves you know, in the middle of a hot summer day all the time. Sometimes we want the shade. We want the support of the community. We want to be part of the whole. But sometimes you do need to take yourself out of it and really look and examine yourself. And it feels vulnerable, but it is something that needs to happen once in a while. And for me, what's interesting for me is that like my son and my Venus are both in my first house, which is like focusing on the self. (laughs) So like, I do have, I'm very self-aware, but specifically what was coming up to me thinking about Taurus is in Taurus season, when it's actually like Taurus season, I really want to spend time in nature and I re- I really resonate with the grounding and even like eating really comfortable foods, but I don't really, and, and art and that, but I don't really look at the Venus qualities of like the self. Like I, re- I don't wear makeup really. I wear almost like a uniform of like old faded, like almost gray (laughs) jeans and like black t-shirts. I wear all neutrals. But in the last three weeks, I've been like buying skincare products and 
you know, using them multiple times a day, taking breaks for it. And I've been like putting, doing like extra conditioning in my hair. Like I've been very focused on like my physical body. And I've even like started eating more meals, which, you know, sounds like Andrea, you're an adult, you should eat meals. But I get so carried away with work most most of the time that like I'll eat usually around like 2 p.m. is where I'll be like, oh, yeah, I should probably eat today. But in the last couple of weeks, I've been more conscious of like having regular meals and eating like bigger meals and having even some snacks around for like when I just don't have I literally don't have the time to cook and i've even been eating so i'm i'm vegan but i don't even like i'm not a salad person but for the last two weeks i've non-stop just been eating salads so like there is this focus on the body so i don't know if you're feeling it as well like you're wanting to move more like i've really needed to go for my walks the last couple of weeks this ties in with like the losing daylight where like i'll have now because i schedule everything also in my brain vary around like social anxiety too like i know that the schools get out at like you know 2 30 or 3 it's going to be busy everywhere and in the morning between like 8 and 9 30 it's school traffic so i have to like plan even my walks around that but anyways it just this ties into just being a physical human right that's the part of taurus that i'm really feeling it's like taking care of my physical body I got a whole bunch of laundry done. It took me all day on Wednesday, which is really funny. I almost shared this as like a, in my stories, but I was like, I think maybe one person saw it, but I was on Wednesday. It was a day I had a lot of work planned, but I was like, you know what? I went to go for a quick walk and I realized no one was in the laundry room. And I was like, okay, you know what? I never get in here when there's no one here. And so I brought down three loads. We only have three washers and three dryers to start. And it's a building with 68 apartments, I think. And so I brought down three and then I like waited a bit and then I came down, down with like a hamper again with like technically like three loads worth. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm keeping this down here. Literally, I went to go upstairs to like grab something and the elevator died, like just stopped on the third floor. So for all six loads of laundry, I had to walk them up the six flights of stairs. And I was so it was it was also like 18 degrees and sunny. Like it was like, I don't know what that is, like maybe around 70 degrees. And the heat's on in the building and it's like radiators, right? So it's like pretty much it's just hot everywhere. And so it was like, I was like, why did this happen the one day? And then I realized like, oh, I needed exercise. My plan was to go for a walk because I needed exercise. So I was like, well, I got both things. I had to walk up and down the stairs all day and I also got my laundry done. But yeah, so those are the tourist themes. And then confidence being going back to looping back to the solar plexus, right? Really feeling good in your body, feeling good in your physical experience. Taurus is about like the material world around you. And so this goes back to when I was talking before about like decluttering and the whole episode I talked about cleaning last time, right? It's like a lot of just making yourself and your human experience feel like you're able to stop and smell the roses, right? That's like another B type message. So I'm going to leave it there. I do want to say that I am also doing 2023 personal tarot readings. So I only have a few spots open because they're more in depth than my normal readings. But I am offering them either on Zoom if you want, but you can also order it as either an audio reading or even email so that you have 
so the audio and the email readings will have like each of the cards and like a description. I will probably send like a general photo of the cards after a Zoom reading too, but you'll have a link to be able to download the whole thing. But if you want an example of like kind of what comes up for these, I do have one from January for my year ahead this year. But if you get my newsletter and you see how I have like each card and a little description for each week of the season. So like the Scorpio is the last one that went out. The next one will be Sagittarius. If you like that format, that's kind of what the year ahead will be for the email readings or like the um, audio ones. So those are available to be booked on my site. If you got my newsletter, you can use the code for the discount until the end of Scorpio season. If you did not get the newsletter or you just signed up and you want to know what the discount code is, you have to message me for it. But I will send that to you if you'd like. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Um, I'm really excited. Emily and I will be recording our Sagittarius season. Oh my gosh, already next week. And then we're also going to be doing a bonus episode, which is going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about holiday movies. We both are obsessed with like the holiday Hallmark movies and just Christmas movies in general. So we're going to do an episode on that just for fun for ourselves. We thought you guys would enjoy it as well. But now that it's almost been an hour that I've been talking, I'm going to leave it at this and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.